<clears throat> okay, all right. Let me get comfortable and take another drink of beer, as I want to do before these intros. Settle into your, uh, your, your fancy chair, your party chair. Yeah, you guys can hear that. All right. Welcome to Beer and Loathing, a podcast about not so much the beer that's being drank, although the, that is very important, but about the people you're drinking it with. You you are drinking beer with someone, right? I mean, they don't say it's a problem until you start doing it alone, but you're not doing it alone. Of fucking course you're drinking with somebody. We do this podcast so you don't have to drink alone. I'm Pete M. in Grand Rapids, Michigan, joined by Sam in Denver, Colorado. Check us out by browsing with Netscape Navigator. TheBeerAndLoathing.com or by using AOL keyword Goatsy. Haha, <laughs> kidding. Guys, remember Netscape Navigator and AOL keywords? <laughs> yeah, barely. Yeah. Also, be sure to tweet to Sam and tell him to remind me how to use Twitter. Even That would even fucking works after the 14th time asking him about it using our handle at BeerAndLoathing. That was the worst intro I've ever done. Yeah. Hands down. That was not, not your best. <laughs> no. I think I said Netscape. Like net skate navigator. Oh, like like you're skateboarding, on a net. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I'm like I'm fucking Tron or something. They they Just can't absolutely. all be winners. I like it. There's a lot of people that won't even know what Netscape was. Yeah, it's true. They'll be like, like, "What the fuck is Netscape Navigator?" Right. Or we can get that small faction people are like, "Oh, it's all Juno, bitch." Oh. Thank you, Lee. Lee just brought me a breakfast burrito. Oh, if that's not love, I don't know what is. She's the. She's the best. Breakfast burritos for Lovely. dinner. <laughs> Is she gonna Today come? we have John Farner from Some Beer. John, welcome back. It's been too long. Tell us what you're drinking and start plugging your social media things. Uh, so I right now I'm drinking a can of America by Surly Brewing Company. Nice. It smells like the mo- like freedom juice and uh, it's <laughs> fairly tasty. Um, on social media, you can find me pretty much everywhere as, uh, Sambier Detroit. And if you search us on Facebook, we're, our Facebook page is just under Sambier. So I got to ask, what does freedom juice smell like? Ah, cheap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I got to say for like my first beer from Surly, because they don't distribute here. I'm not as impressed with them as their reputation holds up, but this can makes me kind of want to go walk around the neighborhood with a flag and a shotgun. So that's a good thing. That it's doing its job. I'd say the marketing is is on point then. Oh, for sure. So now I've had uh, a couple of surly beers. I've had their overrated IPA, and that was that was pretty good. I thought, and definitely have had darkness at least once. There's a a guy out here down in Colorado Springs. His name's Josh. He's he uh, does a. Uh, Focus on the beer with Hannigan, and uh, he's from Minnesota. So whenever he goes home, he brings back a usually a good amount of surly with him. So he's a a good friend to have. Hi, Josh. Well, they definitely have no uh, shortage of fun cans, labels, and names. I mean, this can says that uh, tells me to beware of swooping eagles. So that's good. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I just started uh, trading beer with a family member, and they sent this because it was around the 4th of July, so okay. I guess I can't complain. So. No, you know, it's uh, 
it's always a good ebb and flow to have a family member in a, an area like that and kind of get into the the trade mojo, if you will, you know, kind of. If you don't already know everyone's preferences, you can kind of feel each other out. I know it's a family oh, yeah. thing, so you got to be careful how you say that, I suppose, but it's... Uh, well, my family's Irish and German, so we like anything with alcohol in it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really not that hard of a target to hit. Nah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So what's been uh, going on with Sambir these days? Uh, our big, we've been doing a lot of things lately uh, as far as working with uh, Pure Brews, which is a local uh, TV show here that uh, features a lot of Michigan breweries. But the uh, other thing we've really been pulling for is the upcoming Fury for Feast event uh, that is done by Witches Hat Brewing Company in South Line, Michigan. Uh, what that is, is uh, basically it's a giant uh, food drive and um, charity event that's set up around some of their biggest uh, annual barrel-aged beer releases. Oh, cool. this, year, uh, this year in particular, they are releasing over 20 uh, different barrel-aged beers uh, that would be available in their taproom on the day of the event, as well as some of their other beers that are uh, available year-round. And the uh, event is one that typically pulls people in from pretty much all over the Midwest. They get a strong following from uh, not just Michigan, but also Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. Um, This is their fourth year they're doing this event. And uh, over the course of the four years, they've raised uh, over $16,000 and gathered over 3,000 pounds of food thus far. And uh, what we're trying to help them do is basically try to blow that out of the water and do as much as possible with it. So, Amen to that. So I kind of blacked out for part of that. Did you say they have 20 barrel-aged beers? They have over 20, uh, over 20 barrel-aged beers. That's so, awesome. Are yeah. some of these like uh, some cellared beers that they've been kind of hiding out in their, uh, their uh, whatever their dungeons, if you will? I guess what do uh, they just have? You know, I don't have their full lineup yet. Um, I'm sure they're saving that for the day. Yeah. Um, but I know most of their bottle releases, they pulled a couple vintage ones out in the la- in recent months. Uh, some of the ones they'll be featuring, though, that have been their more popular releases have been like uh, the uh, Bourbon Barrel Age uh, variants of Night Fury, which is their big Imperial Stout. They have like a you know vanilla, cookies and cream, a chocolate. There's like nice. a whole bunch of different uh, varieties of it. Um, Dragon Tracks is one of their more acclaimed beers, and uh, as far as I know, they'll have some of their other um, limited releases available as well, and some things that you might only be able to get for on the one day there. Well, that's awesome. You know, Absolutely. I, don't, I don't know if we got a chance to talk much about Witch's Hat uh, the last time you were on the show. Like, do they have, I don't know, what's, the, what's their, I guess, style? Do they have, like, a specialty? Do they do, do they have a niche, or are they just a damn good brewery that, you know, has, you know, good beers overall? I would go in the damn good brewery that has good beers overall. What if you were to put their niche in something? It's that it's just that they they make some of the best stuff that you can get in the state. Um, I like to think I've traveled through the state pretty far and wide as much as I can with it, and this is the one place that in the they've been open since I think 2011. Okay. This is the place I always end up going back to. So it's one of two places that it's like my cheers. Like I go in there and I have to say hi to 20 people before I can even <laughs> sit down. That's um, awesome. But they're, um, I mean, everything they make, uh, even the stuff that I'm not a fan of based off style, is just super high-quality beer, really well-made. Um, it's the kind of beer that when you go in there, you know, the guy's making it. 
have a real passion for it, and they're doing it because it's what they want to do, not yeah. because of some trend or something like that. So, so they're not riding the old craft beer choo-choo train. They're they're actually there because they want to do it. Exactly, and they don't have any real uh, local distribution. Every once in a while, a couple like local-owned grocery shops might pop up with a few cans here and there, but okay. the majority of the stuff is all head up to the brewery, bring your growlers, that type of thing yeah. with it. Um, but the more, well, really the more that, you know, craft breweries keep selling out to AB and InBev and all that, the more I find myself just kind of sticking to my growlers and, you know, hanging on to that thread as much as possible. Yeah. Have you been seeing much of the crowler craze over by you at all yet? Not really. Um, there's only a couple places that really do crowlers with it. Okay. What I'm seeing, what we're seeing a lot more of over in this area is the, uh, crowlers and the howlers. Yeah. Um, those are all over the place right now, but the, the cans, I only know, Griffin Claw is the only place off the top of my head that has a growling machine, and I don't see a whole lot of them outside of that yet. Oh, man. I the only place that I know of that has a growling machine, or a growlering machine, growling? I don't know. Machine is, uh, I think, White Flame in Hudsonville. I think they have one. Oh, they yeah. got it off uh, Oscar Blues. Okay. Okay. Man, I hope for you guys' sake it picks up because I fucking love crowlers, and they are it's starting to come almost become rampant out here because a lot of the breweries opening around Denver are focusing more on just being, you know, local neighborhood breweries. They're not trying to really bust into like local distribution. And, um, so yeah, but basically these crowlers are the way to go. They last for fucking ever. And, uh, it, it's just cool to walk around with a giant quart of beer. I, I'm not gonna lie, it's 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 fun to just sit there and be like, all right, I got this big massive can of beer in my hand. I can't possibly feel like any more of an adult than I do right now. I do like the new law that they're uh, require at least here that they're requiring growlers are sealed before they leave the brewery because now people are like shrink wrapping uh, the lids on them. Like so you can get a lot supposed to be. <laughs> well, a lot of places just did with the electric tape or just flat out didn't do it. Yeah. Um, which was not so great. I mean, the upside with that is you're forced to drink 64 ounces of beer in a quick period. The downside is if you know you have to go to work the next day, yeah. it tends to go flat. So the upside is pretty much identical to the downside. It's great that you have to drink a half a gallon of beer. The bad side is you have to drink a half a gallon of beer. Right. No, it's it, yeah. It, it, the amazing thing with crowlers is that they will. I have actually put a couple of them to the test, not necessarily intentionally, but just. Uh, me and a buddy wanted to shotgun someone, so I bought them with the intent that we were going to shotgun them at a, a concert. So this I, is a beer and loathing segment, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the I one where me and Tony... Say, I, you can, you can I watch this. I, well, I, actually, say, I thought I saw a painful-looking video of this. So actually, th this, this story comes from after that. It was the same brewery. It was Cerebral. And we... Tony, my friend Tony, talked me into shotgunning a crawler of their ESB with, with him, um, and we did that on my porch, or my, my balcony. And then... About, I don't know, a few days after we did that, uh, I saw a tweet note that uh, Cerebro was releasing a beer called Shotgun Diplomacy. Oh, and, man. And, and it was an, it's like an Imperial IPA. And so I tweeted, <laughs> I, you know, retweeted it with the quote and, you know, mentioned Tony. And I'm like, Tony, I think we have to shotgun this. And he's like, fuck yeah, we do. And Cerebro, like, tweeted back, yeah, we don't really recommend that. And. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought they were just joking around, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I don't really, I can't really appreciate the subtle nuances that way. And like, yeah, that and it's eight percent alcohol, and 
so this was kind of late one night and I woke up the next morning to a text from Tony like fuck those guys he works for Odell he's like I drink our IPA like it's water we're gonna shotgun the shit out of that stuff (laughs) (laughs) so it suddenly became like a grudge thing so we were going to uh, we're gonna shotgun these out of spite motherfucker yeah no he was all about that and so uh, we were going to see like Clutch and Lamb of God uh, very close to this whole this whole thing so I went and bought each of us a crawler of shotgun diplomacy, and uh, it was it was going to be a week, I think, or it was a a week and some change, maybe not even quite. I don't remember how many days it was. It doesn't really matter. Long story short, I ended up holding on to those bad boys for like two weeks because Tony got sick and couldn't go to the show, and I ended up bringing them to. Uh, we went to a a beer festival at Odell in in Fort Collins. And then after the beer festival, we all stood in our friend Travis's backyard and shotgunned these fucking crawlers of uh, uh, of shotgun diplomacy, and it was and it was still fresh. It, it was delicious. Like I guess that's the ultimate part of the story. I wasn't trying to turn this into a crawler shotgunning brag or anything. It was it was just really still really fresh and good beer, even after almost two weeks sitting in my fridge. So that is my crawler success story for long time storage stuff. And I'm sad that that video of us shotgunning shotgun diplomacy will probably never see the light of day. For the record, Tony did finish the entire crawler in one shot that time. See, that sounds like you need to videotape, find that video, get it to the light of day, and uh, make sure the brewery's tagged in it so they can appreciate (laughs) the work they've done. I know, and uh, I think the main reason is we all weren't wearing shirts because we were kind of drunk. We're like, let's take our shirts off, and (laughs) just seemed a little too bro-y. Couldn't couldn't really – I didn't really like it. So that'll be – That's good. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, that'll be in the B&L vaults Let's for take a long time. Let's shotgun beer and go see Lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most bro thing I've ever heard, dude. Yeah, I know. Let's well, take off our shirts. If we put it back on, they'll say affliction on them. <laughs> Just magic tricks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so I derailed that conversation with crawlers and stuff. So I had a question I actually wanted to ask you guys. Uh, Sam, I know I know you're an outdoor guy. Uh, you know you, you go camping a lot. John, do you do you do camping or have you ever been camping? I have been, but I, I don't do it on a regular basis now. Okay, well, that's kind of an exclusive question. It, it, it excludes you from the question, but I'm going camping uh, on an island, on North Manitou Island, off of Leland. Oh, you're actually and, going. Uh, I'm doing it, yeah. About time. About for fucking years, but yeah, I'm actually doing it next weekend. And not this coming weekend, but the next. Okay. And I'm wondering, I want to take a beer, and I want to take beer, but how the fuck do you transport that when you're backpacking? Is there a good way to do that? I, I really haven't looked this up. I really haven't put in too much time into researching it, but... Hmm. One of those uh, water backpacks and th- or hydration backpacks and fill it with beer. Like a camel pack? Yeah. That's one way. Just because they say you have to put water in it doesn't mean you have to listen to them. No, I have it's definitely... It's so hot, though. Also, yes. But I have definitely put liquor and pop into that. Um, the only thing yeah, I can think of... Taking, Pete... like, plastic water bottles with, like, liquor in them. Yeah. But I'm trying to find a way to transport beer. I don't want to take... You know, obviously, I don't want to take, like, 
a 12 pack of beer that's going to be heavy as fuck on a backpack no uh, definitely do cans for one um don't yeah, yeah. don't take glass mostly because i don't know this is kind of a colorado mantra since we're all mountain people out here apparently but um glasses it's like being in the pool glass is kind of frowned upon um, yeah yeah you and, don't want to drop it and break it absolutely yeah, i understand that yeah. and i wouldn't want to bring glass anyway that's why we're putting uh liquor into plastic bottles um, so that you know what it's i would do lighter and easier to carry and less dangerous i've been uh my my, my, my the hamster's been running in my brain here for a hot second i would roll up beers into your clothes that's not a bad way. Because, I mean, rolling up clothes is a space-efficient way to pack anyways. Mm-hmm. And then you can just kind of incorporate a can of beer with, like, you know, a pair of pants or a shirt or something. And then, you know, just kind of... You're still adding weight, but yeah, not that much. You're going to be adding weight either way. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no good way to carry that unless you just have a separate satchel full of beer. Unless you fire a rocket up into space and have it land on the island and then bury itself and then you go and dig it up. Man, you should save that scenario for if we ever talk to Jamie again. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, this... scenario sounds more inventive, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. John, this, uh, this episode's airing tomorrow, but uh, we talked with uh, one of the co-founders of Ninkasi Brewing. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're from Oregon. I know I haven't had any of their stuff, but yeah, I'm familiar with them. Uh, so they made a beer where they actually launched yeast into space on a rocket and had <laughs> it come back to Earth, and they brewed a beer with it. So we actually had a pretty good long we talk about the fuck out, dude. Yeah, about rockets and shit like that. So that's why I say we should save that scenario because that will be fun. I just like the idea of sending things to space and then bringing them back to ferment. I know, right? Yeah, dude, like, that's yeah. such a badass, badass idea. That's such a drunk ass idea too. You're, you're sipping on some beer, like you know, it'd be cool, man. We send some yeast into space. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, what beer are you going to take as your camping beer, Pete? You said you didn't want to take something heavy as fuck. What's a, a good camping beer for you, dude? I meant like heavy as t- like carrying a. a like a keg of uh, too hard or something. Okay. That's okay. I meant heavy by like weight only. But I mean if I brought something, I want to do some heavy hitter, you know, like drink water during the day and then, you know, set up camp somewhere and then relax and open a beer and have it be something that's a little strong, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I I, I don't know. Yeah. So I have no idea what I'm gonna bring to answer your question. I, I was thinking like two hearted maybe. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good beer to bring up there. That's actually what, what do you think, John? Yeah, two hearted travels well. If you want some, all you can't go wrong when you're outside all day with all day, just because it, you can literally drink it all day. Right. Um, I don't know. You got uh, if you can still find it, like um, Oscar Blues's uh, their double IPA has got a nice punch to it. I can't uh, remember what's called. Deviant right Deviant Dales. I think it was called the Gubna on it. Oh, Gubna. Okay. Yeah, Gubna. I think that's what it was. But that one's got a nice little kick to it. So that and it's canned. Um, I haven't seen that for a while. I thought that came out in like midsummer, so I don't know. I haven't looked for it in a while, to be honest. I think Deviant okay. Dales is their Imperial IPA. And uh, actually, Pete, when we first started doing this shit years ago, I got 
shit faced on that stuff and we were still doing like the video hangouts and stuff. And uh, I remember that, yeah. I think it was when Rebecca first shaved your head. And I yeah, was yeah, yeah. laughing my ass off because I was on my fourth tall boy of this stuff and it was just ripping me up. It was a good time. It's good beer. I felt like shit the next day, but it was a good beer at the time. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. You can always fix that just by having another beer though, so And I was unemployed, Shower so beer. like that was that was probably the best option for me at that point was to just start drinking again. Yeah, have a shower beer, eat some bacon in the shower, you'd be good to go. <laughs> shower bacon? Shower bacon? I've never had shower bacon. Yeah. Bacon's good anywhere. So. Have well, I that's, not lived? That's true, but apparently we've uh, been missing that memo. Just stick it right in the can. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like... Just make a can out of bacon. That Drink would be beer out of a bacon can and then eat the can. I don't know how like liquid tight they would be, but yeah, why not? So yeah. You just got to drink it quickly. You got to uh, you have to seal all the all the holes of the bacon with syrup. Clearly, mm, yeah, yeah, or cheese, or deep fry. Oh, oh, deep fry would be the way to go. It's absorbent. Yes. So, have you really had shower bacon, John? Or are you just like riffing? Because that's a genius idea. Uh, I've had a shower hamburger, but I haven't had shower bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That was at the end of the night, not the beginning of the day. Well, what boys, Sam? What's the what's what's your shower food that you've had? Um, I actually don't know that I've eaten in the shower. I'm trying to think really hard, but nothing's coming to mind. I've had plenty of beers in the shower. I mean, I've had I've had I've actually brought shower water in because I was really hungover and I wanted cold water and I didn't want to take a cold shower, so I I I brought water in with me. I don't. That seems counterproductive. Eh, I don't know. It might have been. I, I. It was one of those hangovers where you're not really thinking clearly, anyways. So it's all reactionary. I don't even think I've brushed my teeth in the shower. Dude, you need to start living more in the shower, Sam. <laughs> start living more in the shower. <laughs> yeah, the shower is like a sanctuary, dude. You gotta, you gotta start doing more life things in there. I mean, I've, I've wasted life in the shower, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I eat, I eat uh, macaroni and cheese out of a pot, <laughs> like freshly made macaroni and cheese off off of the stove in a pot in the shower. Of course, it was it was accompanied by a shower beer because I was fucking hammered. But I was like, I'm hungry. I need to take a shower. I'm gonna combine the best things in the world: macaroni and cheese, was- beer, and a shower. Was it at least like Velveeta shells and cheese, or was it that shitty like powder craft crap? Oh, dude, of course it was the powder craft. Oh. Don't hate on the craft crap. That's a that's a lifesaver. <laughs> All right, I, I, it is. I mean, you can make it in like five minutes, and it can sustain you for a whole twenty minutes before you're hungry again. <laughs> before you're shooting it out your asshole. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Much. <laughs> I've done a whole load of uh, dishes in the shower when our garbage disposal went out. That was. <laughs> counter or a multitasking kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> this is like that Seinfeld episode where he was making a salad or something in the shower. What the hell? Well, I didn't have a garbage disposal in there, but it would have been useful. So, <laughs> right, scraping some of some of the mashed potatoes off. Be like, yeah, I need to grind these up. Right. You know, we could probably make a 
dozens of dollars selling a shower garbage disposal. No, I think there's a parody video on there somewhere about that. I, isn't that part? Of, wasn't that part of the joke of that Seinfeld episode? Are, any, are you two Seinfeld oh, he, like fans? Oh yeah, I hate, I'm a Seinfeld. I I've Seinfeld. never, I haven't watched Seinfeld in forever. I always <laughs> say I hate it to Lee, but I had just haven't watched it in so long. She's she just can't believe that I'm not a huge fan of Seinfeld. So you just say oh, tell you Kramer. Uh, yeah, Kramer puts a disposal in the shower in that episode. That's, That's one of right. The He's in there with a cutting board, cutting up carrots and whatnot, and then I, I don't remember where he put the switch, but all of a sudden you hear it whirring, you know, at the bottom of the drain. Yeah. I've only seen I, – I saw like, – I just caught that episode, like, offhanded once. We had a math math teacher in high school who loved Seinfeld. We actually watched the finale in class during finals week because we, it wasn't time for our test yet, and he didn't have anything to teach us. So we're like, well, let's just watch the uh, – Serious finale of Seinfeld in class. All right. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, it was a historic television moment, I guess, even though it's one of the worst episodes of the series. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like most TV series end with the best episode. Like, a lot of them try to, and then they just fuck it up. Yeah, unless they end unexpectedly. That's usually when you get your best ending. <laughs> right. They weren't planning on it, so like, well, we just this is just how it's going to end, I suppose. Right. Yeah, there's not too many good endings that come to mind. In fact, just talking about it makes me mad about how Dexter ended all over again. So. Oh man, that was actually that was the exact episode I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, I, it was pretty horrible. So yeah, yeah, that made me angry. Stranger Things ended pretty well. I, I thought Stranger I Things that. had a good end. I haven't. I've only it's watched on, two uh, episodes. That's a new one on Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Beware, once you do, it's going to consume your life. Oh, that's okay. I keep uh, getting sidetracked by these uh, ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries, so... Oh, those are good. Dude, Nothing says I'm spending my Saturday right, like wasting five hours watching the damn OJ trial again. (laughs) Were you watching the uh, OJ, whatever, the FX series or something? Well, I watched that too, but this was on, um, this was the, the ESPN did like a five piece, like 30 for 30 on it. That's like two hours each. So Holy shit. by the time I, yeah, by the time I got, it, it goes way past the trial too. Like it goes all the way up to like where he is now. But by the time I got like in prison. three episodes, in, yeah, by the time I got three episodes and I'm like, well, I guess I got to finish it now. So Yeah. You've gone too far. You can't back out now. Right. I'm not gonna lie. The only thirty for thirty I watched was the Detroit Pistons one, <laughs> and I was dog sitting for some friends, and uh, just drinking by myself, watching the the Pistons thirty for thirty of their back to back world championships, and I was getting all misty eyed and shit. I'm like, oh, I remember being like seven <laughs> years old watching this shit on TV. The one that's really cool to watch. Um, it's about the guy who. It's called. Um, Actually, Broke's a really good one, too. That's just about how athletes piss away their money. But um, mm. <laughs> uh, it's called Big Shot. It's got it's about the guy who bought the Islanders, but he didn't have any money to buy the Islanders and somehow like spent four years just kind of prodding them into being their owner. And then eventually they're like, hey, you don't have any damn money. You're going to have to pay us or get out. And um, <laughs> then he went to prison. But, um, yeah, that one's the most like interesting one because you get to see Gary Bettman being a total jackass. Like, well, he said he had the money, and we just figured he was good for it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Bettman Fucking being a Gary. jackass more so than usual, or uh, you know, it's different because usually Gary Bettman's kind of the kind of guy who 
doesn't usually open his mouth unless he knows what the uh, result's going to be. That's his, the lawyer in him. Oh, um, sure. So the idea that he's admitting that he just let this guy with no money fraudulently buy one of the franchises in the NHL, it, it's surprising. It's like, you had that level of dumbassery in you? I didn't... I mean, for all the things he, I don't like about Gary Bettman, he's a well-thought-out guy. I'll give him that. Yeah. So. How recent was this? Like, who who was the guy that bought the Islanders... Under false pretenses, basically. The, the guy's name is John Spanos. Um, this would have been around the time where they had that, what was this, Greg the Fisherman jersey or whatever, the the stupid uh, raincoat <laughs> jersey. Yeah. So, like, uh, mid-early 90s, right in that area. Okay. So, um, like, probably a, was, just about a almost a decade after that crazy streak they had in the 80s. Yeah, that dynasty was. They still had a few players left from the dynasty. Yeah. But they didn't. They weren't. They were so good, but they weren't winning at that point. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Jackass McEnbee. He was a coach when they when he started there. Um, Mike Mulberry. Oh, Dick knows. Yeah, him. Okay. So, um. So he's in it, and he you know makes his typical stupid comments, but he's not really the reason to watch it. So. <laughs> no. No, he is, he's a reason not to watch anything, in my opinion. That guy is so full of hot air, it's ridiculous. That's one of the benefits of being near Canada, is you get to pick up national games on CBC. So. Oh, I do miss that. I'm Don re- Cherry's a jackass, but he's a lot better than the NBC crew. So. Don Cherry's a jackass, but he is... I feel like he knows it. Milbury takes himself seriously, but Don Cherry's like, Heh, fuck it, what else do I got to do? I've already coached teams, I've played... Now I'm just going to wear ridiculous suits and make people angry. Yeah, yeah, and he's good at it. So uh, He is fantastic at it. He's kind of got that, like, Howard Stern appeal. Like, you almost watch him to see what dumbass thing he's going to say next. Like, hey, let's trash Europeans again, because that's a good uh, <laughs> shit that hasn't died yet. Typical Canadian. Let's see how the Europeans play hockey, eh? Yeah. Dude, so, actually, John, this makes me think. Did you... See that story that I did in the chug about the Canadian dude who tried to swim across the uh, Detroit River? Yeah, I, I read it in uh, the free press here, actually. But yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that made me. Pete, did you hear about this? Did you watch that episode of the chug at all? Oh, Pete's peeing. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it, um, a friend of mine sent me that article, and I was laughing so hard just because. In uh, I can't remember if it was a free press free press article or whatever, but the guy like once he got let out of jail. And he's like saying, he's sorry, he's like, it's very important to me that you print that I made it. Just <laughs> just make sure you let everyone know in the paper that I made it because otherwise my friends are going to be like, hey, you didn't make it, but I totally made it. Like that was that was his thing <laughs> the whole time. He just, he couldn't let it go. I don't know. I just can't you imagine, know. even if you did drink eight beers, when does it seem like a good idea to swim across the Detroit River? <laughs> Well, if you're going to do it, I guess in the middle of summer when it's 90 degrees out, it's about as good a time as any, but... I, man, I used to, I've rode on the Detroit River in high school, and that... I, I, I know it's been cleaned up in the past however many years since I've been in high school, like 15 or something, but... It's oh. still an industrial river. I mean, yeah. it's not like you want to go swimming in it, so. Yeah, man. Like, when we were rowing on it, we were rowing on a Wyandotte, and they're like, hey, uh, try to get as little water on you as possible. And you're not allowed to throw the coxswains into the river after this after this regatta. And we're like, okay, cool. So that's still like locked in my memory as the emerald green cesspool. I mean, we, we fucking lined up at the starting line looking at factories <laughs> over there. It's like, well, 
That's why the water looks a little funky. There's still days where you can smell the river inside the Joe if you go at the right time of year. So <laughs> really? <it's>, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you go either at the beginning of this, not so much in winter when it, you know, it's cold, but if you go like right in beginning of October sometimes, or especially in like April and, you know, May, yeah. um, if it gets like 78 degrees outside, it's got that nice little like bum funk coming off of it, you know. Oof. I can yeah. only imagine. No. That's like Denver's uh, dog food taint. It's <laughs> yeah. There's a Purina factory. Right, like yeah, right on the north side of the city, and like depending on which way is the wind's blowing, and the worst part is it doesn't matter if it's warm or cold out. Like any day of the year, you could just walk outside and just catch a fucking nose full of dog food. Bam. Pete, uh, I didn't ask dog. you what are you drinking. Ramarillo. What? Ramarillo. It's a uh, uh, rye PA, rye IPA from uh, Great Lakes Brewing. Really? Or Big Lake Brewing. I'm sorry, Big Lake Brewing. Oh yeah, I, I okay. I like those guys. Those guys are expanding uh, in the next couple months too. It's really good. Yeah, I really like it. Where's uh, Where's were... Big Lake? Uh, Holland. Oh really? They yeah. were fun at uh, Michigan Be- at the Summer Beer Fest because some jackass left his bag of tokens at their table and they just gave it to me. So I got an extra like ten drinks off of them. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. Yeah. So it was a uh, good stop at the right time. Yeah. Fortune <laughs> favored you that day. John, oh, tell sure. tell us about the Summer Beer Fest because I mean I'm all about drunken debauchery and I think I actually talked to you shortly after <laughs> that event, anyways. <clears throat> if you did, I don't remember because uh, no, I mean yeah, like that was a... I feel like it was like a couple days afterward or something because we were oh. we were both commenting about how we did nothing on a certain Sunday or something and your oh, reason, right, right. your reasoning was that but um, so I've only been to the Winter Beer Festival that's in uh, at, at Fifth Third Ballpark in uh, Grand Rapids and like you were saying I think we were talking about this before we even started like officially talking was that the Michigan Brewers Guild, they do four festivals throughout the year, and they're all in different parts of the state. So the summer one's in Ypsilanti, which has a special place in my heart because I played in a band that played at the Elbow Room in Ypsilanti, and uh, they paid us 11 whole dollars uh, for, our, for our gig, which didn't even cover our bar tab. So we just got shit-faced and then sobered up at the uh, Deja Vu down the street and then drove home at like four in the morning. <laughs> Always a good place to sew up. Yeah, yeah. And and then my other friend's dad got literally truck jacked. Like he's a truck driver and got cold cocked with a fucking pistol and had two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of cigarettes stolen <laughs> in Ypsilanti. Oh. So it's a cool part of town. I'd love to hear about what the beer festivals like there. So uh, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, they essentially. They don't shut down the city, but the city's taken over by uh, beer folk. Um, this year they had over, uh, let me get the numbers, they had over 1,300 different beers there this Damn. year. Um, and they had, uh, where the numbers go on it? I want to say, it's annoying me because I don't have it in front of me now. Yeah, sorry I didn't prep you on this one. Just uh, Oh, no, you're fine. Came out of left field. No, no problem. 19th annual, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
Oh, they had a lot of breweries there, so I want to say it was like 80 different breweries there, but um, I don't have the count in front of me uh, at the moment here. For, for the um, nature of this show and how much research we do, a shitload is a very good statement, I think. Okay, well, look, there's 10 pages of, of different breweries and their beers on the flyer, and I know that, that when they started advertising or prepping for it, they started talking about 1,000 different beers, and by the time I was at the gate, they were up to 1,300, so people added, which is just fine. Um, the of the four festivals that the Brewers Guild does, the Summer Beer Festival is by far the, the largest. It's the one that really? everyone shows up for, everyone uh, brings their best stuff for, and uh, they make the biggest deal out of. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's also where you find stuff that they you might not find any other time of the year. So like they will pull a lot of like one-time shit out or collaborations that you might not be able to get in the state that might end up going to wherever else later. Um, so basically everyone's trying to bring their A game, and I don't really know why, because, I mean, I know why, but, you know, it's not like they win anything for it. So, um, for me, like, it, they section everything off into different areas, and you would think it would just be like, you know, here's Bells and Founders, and then here's everyone else, but it's not. Bells is kind of lumped in with, like, actually the Bells uh, table was literally right around the corner in the same tent from the, like, they shared a corner with the uh, Big Lake Spring table, so okay. it's um, it's not quite sing- like uh, sectioned off like uh, by size or volume or anything like that, um, which is cool because it kind of forces people who might not otherwise to look at something that they probably wouldn't see. Um, stuff that really impressed me there, uh, I fell in love with Witch's Hat's new uh, Bourbon Barrel Scotch Ale, which is uh, got a fantastic name. It's called the Royal Canadian Kilted Mirror Thief. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, bourbon barrel scotch ale that's aged in, uh, if I remember right, Buffalo Trace barrels with scotch uh, wood chips inside of it. And you want a beer that will give uh, Backwoods a run for its money, That that's it. Um, oh, it's damn. absolutely fantastic. Perrin uh, has a collaboration that's out right now with uh, Cigar City called White Noise. Um, it's just a white imperial IPA that was surprisingly really good um just because i i don't know white ipas and black IP, colored ipas kind of weird me out uh this one worked really well so um and dark horse had one of the coolest setups there they had this giant like bridge setup where you had to base i got in their line like four times because you had to go to four different places to get their beer but Damn. uh they had all their they had all their bourbon barrel stuff except for the Christmas beer. They had a couple limited bourbon barrel ones that I had never heard of. They had some uh, root beer sarsaparilla imperial stout, which was one of the strangest oh, things I had, but it was really good. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I got to stop uh, you for a hot second, John, because I, I just want to comment on the fact that one of the last uh, winter beer festivals I went to <clears throat> in Grand Rapids, uh, Dark Horse had a just badass setup too, where you actually could crawl through. Uh, a, like a tunnel to get to the end oh, to yeah. get more beer. I was like, what the fuck is this? Hey, I, you know, those guys have fun and they're one of the, like of all, they, they've got one of the coolest tap rooms around. Like their, their yes. tap room, like the ceiling's so low because of all the mugs they have hanging off of, off right. of it, but it almost feels like you've crawled into this little cabin. That's just like a second home. Um, I don't know. Those guys just, they, they clearly know to have fun and um, they don't. All their metal works around the, the tap room is pretty cool too. Oh yeah, all the stuff outside the tap room is fantastic. Also, so the, I haven't been there since I haven't been there since spring. But um, 
definitely overdue to get back there because they're one of the coolest places to to go in the state. Yeah, so. hands down. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's other than that. I mean, it's a ton of beer. Basically, you can get you can always buy more tokens, but I mean, your forty dollar ticket gets you fifteen tokens, and then if you're lucky, some jackass leaves ten more for you to just inherit. <laughs> um, you know. Pretty much, I can't think of a brewery in the state that wasn't there, uh, with one exception, just because they were so new that they didn't get in in time. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, um, I mean, it's like I said, it's uh, they're only open five hours at a time, and it's uh, five of the best hours that you're gonna find all summer. So, I really feel like so since I always try to uh, focus my trips back to Michigan around the summertime because that's the best time to visit Michigan, in my opinion. I really feel like I, I want to try and come back for a summer beer fest one of these years and uh, and see what's all about. Because I've been to the I've been to the winter one a boatload of times and it's always fun. It's a good time, but you're standing around in February, freezing your nuts off most likely. Uh, but you know you're drinking beer. They have fires. I mean they they accommodate the whole weather thing. You know it's not like you're just sitting there in the frozen tundra, dying or something. See, per, but. For me, I prefer that. But oh, I know, do too. I'm, I'm the I'm the minority. Like I'd like much rather go out there and just put a coat on and you don't know, drink heavy beer than sweat my balls off in the middle of a 95 degree day. But you know, oh, yeah. to each his own. So no, I no, I agree with you. I, I I'm a total Eskimo too. But I just uh, I would like to experience one of the those beer festivals in one of the different cities and stuff just to to get some uh, some juxtap- juxtaposition. Uh, compared to what I, you know, remember from the winter ones? Uh, I haven't been to the winter. I've only been to the summer and the fall ones. Um, I haven't made it over there for the winter one. Um, I, don't, I don't have a good reason why. I just haven't got there yet. But um, th- th- just comparing the two, there is a night and day difference. Like, the fall one is fun, and it's a good day, and it's a uh, you know, whole day experience, too. Mm-hmm. But just the atmosphere between the two, it's almost like if... If fall is a high school house party, uh, the fall beer festival, then summer beer festival is a college frat party on homecoming, you know, day <laughs> after when, you know, after meeting your biggest rival or something like that. I mean, it's that much of a difference. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the biggest events beer wise in in the whole state that happens, you know, through the whole calendar year. That's awesome. We had a guest writer uh, kind of do his synopsis and. And uh, memories, I guess, if you will, of the the summer beer festival. I can't remember if it was last summer, or the summer before, and it was fun. I mean, like everyone goes in thinking, like, "Oh, well, I'll be good, I'll behave," and then by the end, they're like, "I was just shit faced, drunk." It's it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the one benefit of it being ninety degrees outside when you go, though. Like for me, uh, like we went and grabbed, uh, we went to a dive bar before and grabbed some food. Went in, and by the time we got out of there, we had a little buzz, but we had. You sweat so much out during the day, walking around and you know getting beat on by the sun. We went back to the same dive bar, got another hamburger. By the time we left, and they had a couple colas. We were fine. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah that does sound nice. I don't. I don't think I get that same benefit out here. I just. I start to get that hangover feeling. <laughs> I just get tired and want to sleep. Yeah, I, I just start to get that like hangover headache, and I, it's probably more dehydration than anything, just because. Everything evaporates just without warning out in Colorado, but oh, yeah, I oh, I couldn't imagine standing around in super hot summer weather for five hours and then not wanting to just kill myself. Yeah, the trick is to just 
drink a lot of rain and uh, you know wash it down with a burger. <laughs> a lot of rain. Yeah, we don't get rain out here. That's not a thing. Oh, there's always some jackass running around with a hose too. That's having way too much fun spraying people. So. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I went to the zoo with my sister and her kids when they came out here, and they didn't have a hose, but they had those little like spritzer bottles. So you're walking around, people are like spritzing. I'm like, hey, I didn't ask for that. What the fuck? <laughs> At least with a hose, you're getting the full effect. Yeah. Actually, I almost asked a dude to hose me down when I was riding my bike back home the other night. He was watering his lawn. I'm like, so close. I'm like, hey, dude, hit me. Just just because. But I didn't. So, uh, Pete, should we do some 1054s? Absolutely. All right. That's what we're calling them out, John. Now that now we have to like explain shit to our repeat guests because they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I I don't know. It's still a tentative name. I don't know how we should expand on this. Like, I don't just 1054 sounds awesome, but at the same time, like having just two double-digit numbers, I feel like we could come up with a better name. But but I think you leave it. You know, make it something that uh you know bears explaining when it needs to be. So just have it be as stupid as it branded actually is. is our own. Well, the best things in the world don't need explanation. Just go for it. That's true. So uh, for anyone who's new to the show, the 1054 section, as we're tentatively calling it, is where we (laughs) (laughs) ask our guests some actual deep probing questions. Uh, Normally it's, you know, after we've already gotten to know a guest, we're like, all right, now that we're comfortable. But we already knew John, so we probably could have just started with these. It wouldn't have mattered. So, Pete, why why don't you kick us off? Okay, okay. All right, John. So the good news is is that I, I... Okay, I'm I'm going to explain that these are the same ones I'm using from the last podcast because I liked them a lot. They were good. Anyway, going forward, good news. You find that if you eat a diet rich in fresh hops for a day, the next day you shit out some of the highest quality hop pellets the world has ever or will ever know. You can even eat different varieties of hops to blend them together into new hop sensations. The best part is there's no trace of your shit on the hops, so, I mean, you're not going to be getting anybody E. coli. You're not going to have some sort of E. coli breakout from, from any beer that you brew or put these into or sell them to anybody. You start another very successful business on the side uh, on, on the side of some beer uh, using this newfound talent, marketing your brand as gourmet hops. Everyone wants some, and everyone wants to know how the fuck you're making what you're making. So everybody wants to know how you're making these shit hops, but they don't know they're shit hops. The bad news is, if anyone finds out you're selling shit hops, you're not going to white collar resort prison. You're going to federal pun me in the ass prison. How do you avoid going to con college? What hops would you blend, and what would you call it? Okay, so I'm going to work in reverse order here. I would blend uh, Citra and Simcoe hops because I like both those, and they're the first that came to mind. Um, as far as what would I call it... Um, I'd call it super shit hops and um, you know, <laughs> go from there with it. Because, Market in plain sight. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I don't understand is why you would go for prison with, for that because if you're brewing with hops, you're going to be sterilizing them in the process of brewing because you're going to have to boil them. So, John, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this fight to the uh, federal court and say, <laughs> point out that the best coffee on the planet is made from bad shit. Why can't we do it with my shit for beer? And, um, 
you know, hope for the best. Sam, this one can't air, dude. I can't have any other guests. <laughs> <laughs> he just shut that one down so good. <laughs> I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm glad you could actually work your way backwards to that because I, the whole time he's talking, I'm thinking, man, can we summarize this somehow? This is a long goddamn question. I think I missed something in the question, too, but I'm past it now. So, What was the very first question? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The very first question was, how do you avoid going to jail, basically? No, he, so what he, ops would you blend, and then what would you call it? Oh, so he lawyered up. You know, He answered all three of the questions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Find so, the man head on. So I honestly don't remember what questions I asked you last time, John, and I am bad at research. Um. So I know this one's new since you've been on the show. Would you rather be stuck alone on a desert island with only Kanye West and a magic well that produces any beer you want or a utopian society that has wonderful people but only macro beer? Desert Island, I'm taking out Kanye West for the betterment of the world. <laughs> That's Everyone I ask says the same thing. Kanye, <laughs> I might have to change Taking the first beer bottle I can find, I'm breaking it, I'm cutting him. <laughs> Just <laughs> going right at him. I'll cut the man. Yeah, Kanye's not a popular guy. Especially no, with the people I talk to, usually. He's a complete jackass. So. We need to get someone on the show, Pete, that's a huge Kanye West fan, and somehow extract that information so I can ask this question. Even There's though, only one of those left, and she's... Probably not going on anything that either of us. God, if we got Kim Kardashian on this show, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if I, I don't think even... it would last very long. Oh, I, I don't know. This it would probably turn into probably the worst show we've ever done. But I, I would laugh the whole way through it, just knowing we were going down on the fucking Hindenburg 2.0, basically. Oh man, <laughs> it would be bad. All right, well, that, you know what? Speaking of disappointing endings to show shows, if we ever do a last podcast, we'll try to get Kim Kardashian on it because it'll be the worst podcast that we ever do. Yeah, and that's well how we can go down. Go out with a whimper. <laughs> yeah, not with a bang, but with a whimper. We'll see. You we'll can see ask if for we the can Kanye get... West question. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Even though I feel like any after even I thought about this before even the Kim Kardashian thing came up. If we find a Kanye fan and ask them this question, ask them this question, what's stopping them from saying, "Well, I want to be on a desert island with Kanye West and all the beer I could drink." So, I'll have to figure out a way to twist that one. It's bound to be out there somehow. Oh yeah, there's. I'm sure it'll happen. Hopefully, Pete. Uh, what what else you got on this one? I, I I know what questions you have to ask yet. I'm looking forward to them. So, John, good news. You've just inherited a magical refrigerator that lets you grab any beer in existence, past or present. Any, any beer that you can possibly think of. The bad news is that every time you grab a beer, an angry Kodiak bear stalks you and tries <laughs> to kill you for six days. The refrigerator is in your house. How do you avoid dying? Also, follow-up question, how, would you, how often would you use this fridge? <laughs> I've heard this question before, and I actually had an answer for it the last time I heard it. I'm trying to remember what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, because you, you like bears, right? Like, I do like bears. Bears are entertaining. <laughs> I was I was hoping <laughs> Pete would ask this one because I, I I've learned over the course of our internet relationship that you enjoy bears. So they they do people things and occasionally maul people. What's wrong with bears? So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> they avoid natural ice or natural light. Is that the story I remember reading? 
Bears. Uh, right, uh, bush light. Or bush. Yeah, they love Rainier beer, but they don't like bush light. Yeah. That's right. Well, they, they have good taste. Um, exactly. So, what I would try to do is befriend the bear. Um, <laughs> I would surround my... Uh, first, I would fortify my home with the strongest shit you could fortify a house with. Something that preferably says it's capable of keeping bears out. Um, so I'd fortify my house and surround it with stakes that are stuffed with uh, marijuana and um, keep other bears <laughs> around the house so that when this angry Kodiak comes around, he just kind of hopefully just eats the steaks and, and things of that nature and uh, becomes increasingly mellow. Uh, once he becomes mellow and docile, I would go out there with the beer that comes out of the fridge and kind of try to buddy up with him. Um, if he kills me, then, you know, it was worth it. I had a good run. <laughs> if I can die by Kodiak <laughs> mauling, that's probably not the worst way I could go. Um, as not. to how often I would use this, uh, how long does the bear stalk me for again? Seven days. Six Seven days, days, I'm sorry. Six days. Six days. <laughs> so I would use it at least twice a month to begin with and then kind of, <laughs> you know, see how the bear responds and see how long it takes him to, you know, turn on me. Okay, given the fact that you can basically spawn a bear every time you grab a beer, what's the most creative <laughs> thing that you can think of doing with just grabbing beers out of this fridge and spawning bears? Well, if I can control the bear, I'm sending him to my neighbor's house and fucking him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired on the neighbor. Boom. Or I could send him to, uh, you know, the Kardashians' house and have them construe. There's all kinds of places you could dispatch a bear to. <laughs> that dispatch would just flat a out bear. I just see with a radio. Uh, we're, we got bear, bear dispatch. Uh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to send some bears to <laughs> 1634, whatever lane. Right, exactly. So I, 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 my pizza place just burned down a couple weeks ago. He could go pick up my pizza on the way to come and maul me before he eats the hallucinogen and drug-filled steaks and becomes mellow and happy. <laughs> that Perfect. is the best use of bear I think I've ever heard of. One of my dreams in life, although it's totally implausible, would be to have bear dispatch available. It, it's never going to happen, but I would love to have it. So I would just like a bear to ride. Seriously, I would just like to ride a bear and have like maybe four or five bears behind me, you know, just like, can you imagine how fucking awesome that would be just to like be riding a bear, bear cavalry to your sides and have like two bear wing bears on your sides. Wing bear on cavalry side. is a very good thing. Be flanked by bears. Yeah. If yeah. like, Somebody's like, hey, man, meet me by the flagpole at 3 p.m. after after class. You know, this is – I don't know who the fuck would say that because we're not in high school. <laughs> Get this problem but... That's an adult. <laughs> if they did, they could see you riding up with five fucking bears. Well, yeah. I'm appealing to my nephews at this point. I feel like they're going to be crawling up the flagpole they met you by. <laughs> Just hooking up their own underwear and giving themselves a wedgie with the old uh... – Flag pull-up move. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, shit, I had my next one picked out, but I can't remember what it was going to be now. Oh, I was going to ask you this one, John. Would you rather be stuck in an acid trip or have a hangover for a full month? Uh, that's uh, probably the acid trip. That doesn't last a whole month. 
No, no, Wait, it's, it's an acid trip for a month or a hangover for a month. Oh, hangover for a month. <laughs> All right. I can deal with a hangover. I, that's just, you know, eating more meat and, you know, Gatorade. Acid trip for a month, I just don't want to deal well, with I mean, the, the, the meat and Gatorade won't necessarily make it go away. It just it's, it's there for a month. Solid. Well, that's a... Yeah, I'd still rather take the hangover, so... That's fair. Acid trip for a month just doesn't... I, I Between Requiem for a Dream and Train Spotting, I don't want to deal with that for a month. <laughs> that's I fair. I think most people go with uh, with the hangover, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so far everyone has. But I think the, the very first person we asked this was like, well, I'm not going to get fired if I'm hungover for a month. Being uh, an acid trip for a month probably means I won't be able to do my job and therefore losing it. Yeah. Yeah, that and you know you, most people know what a hangover is. An acid trip can even if you've done been on acid trips before, that doesn't mean you know what an acid trip is going to be if you're on it for a solid month. Yeah, that that shit could mutate. Yeah, so you could it think could change quickly, and uh, yeah, I just don't want to deal with that. So. You don't want to accidentally turn into a glass of orange juice and tip over, and then just be fried for life. No, no, that would be a bad thing. Yeah. I'm screwed up enough as it is without being on an acid trip for a day. <laughs> being in a permanent acid flashback. Right. All right. Be All right, John. The good news is you are now a well-loved house cat. <laughs> the bad news is you are also plagued by crippling alcoholism. How do you, as a cat, feed your addiction? Well, I'm a cat, so I don't give a shit about anything, so I find a way to get into the fridge and I shotgun beers with my little cat things. I mean, I, I have to hear more details, dude. That's so vague. I have to hear how you shotgun beers as a cat. Yeah, you so only you have take, claws, man. You have no opposable thumbs. Cats have, cats have teeth. You go, okay, my cat, I have a cat, and she's a little asshole. My cat has actually <laughs> taken my beer, knocked it off the table, Dropped it on the ground so it spills and started drinking it off the floor. So that's one proposed method um, that you could do. But, I mean, in my house, we have a, a beer fridge that sits near to the floor. I would think if she tried hard enough, she could literally get her little cat paws in there and, you know, open it, knock something over, and then just kind of stab it like she did, uh, you know, a mouse and, you know, suck beer out of it like a vampire. Damn. Fair enough. That's, that's some details. Cats are little evil like things. They have no emotions. So I would I if a cat wants to do something, they're gonna do it. So that's the sad truth about it. That's just that's just a fact. Yeah, they don't give a shit about what we do. So They they give less shits than honey badgers, apparently. Well yeah. So they and they probably fuck up the honey badger too. <laughs> honey badger's in for a treat against the cat. I have a friend that you always said that cats are basically uh, snakes with legs and fur. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So it makes sense. Oh, all right. So this one. <laughs> Let's see what you think about this one. Would you rather stay sober for a month or orally service Courtney Love? No. <laughs> Do I have to be so sober when I serve as Courtney Love? Uh, I did not make that uh, that a rule, so I'm gonna go with uh, no. You don't have to be. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Courtney Love option. I'm going to get royally trashed before this takes place, and I'm going to make sure it's videotaped so I can sell it to someone on the internet because someone, some fucked up person is going to want to buy that. I was going to say, because fucking, uh, what's that? Uh, that uh, Never mind. I, I already lost it. Fucking Perez Hilton site wants to know what's going on with Courtney Love's nether regions. You know, someone would. Uh, I'm not saying you would make, you know, Kim Kardashian money, but you know, if you have a name and you say, hey, this hairy drunk guy is servicing her orally and he's trash, <laughs> you want to buy it? I think you get at least 50 bucks for that. Well, that, uh, that seems like the best way to wrap this one up. <laughs> Uh, John, uh, remind us all once again where to find you and Sombeer. So uh, our website address is just sombeer.com. We are on every social media thing under Sombeer. Um, I'm under, me personally, I'm under Sombeer Detroit on everything. Um, And uh, make sure that if you're in the Michigan area that you stop by to stop lying for Fury for a Feast. Uh, you can get more details on that at witcheshatbrewing.com. Uh, there's no tickets for this event. Basically, just show up. All you need is you can five dollars to get in, or three dollars and two non-perishable uh, food items. Bring the food, drink the beer. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for joining us on the Beer and Loathing Podcast. You can find us on the, our website at beerandloathing.com. You can find us on Facebook backslash beerandloathing, on Twitter and Instagram with at symbol beerandloathing, and then hit us up on YouTube at TuneInGetDrunk. Badooge. I feel like Harry Drunk Guy could at be just... <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> Harry yeah. <laughs> drunk guy could be your alter ego right there. <laughs> well, I you know if I didn't have a Twitter handle already, I'd go for that. Right. So. <laughs> Actually, I wonder. Harry drunk guy might already be taken. That seems that seems very plausible for that one. Guys, I'm on it. I'm researching it right now. <laughs> yeah, I was looking it up too. Actually. Oh, I just got it. Did you really just sign up for it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait to tweet at Harry Drunk Guys so much. <laughs> Pete, Pete has a new new Twitter handle. I'm broken. <laughs> we broke. Dude, I'm gonna. So at the beginning of the show, I talked about how I didn't know how to use Twitter. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out how to use Twitter because my handle is Harry Drunk Guy. <laughs> There we go. That's a bookend right there. That's that's good showmanship. <laughs>